Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We are located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland. Our pastor is the Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now, today's podcast. You would just continue to pray for our leadership, amen? And so now let's go to the Word of God. And we shall be coming from Psalm 32. And I shall be coming from the New International Version. Psalm 32. And it reads, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long, for day and night. Your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heart of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and you did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule which have no understanding must be controlled by bit and bridle or they will not come to you many are the woes of the wicked but the lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts him rejoice in the lord be glad you righteous sing all you who are upright in heart amen this is the word of god for the people of god and we shall say thanks be to God. And just for a moment, I want to come from the thought of cracks in your foundation. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you today. We worship you. We, Lord, we just thank you for bringing us safely out this morning. We ask that you would bless those on Facebook, bless those on Zoom. And right now, Lord, as we take the time to hear your word, we pray that you would bring us together in a virtual congregation from as far west as Las Vegas, Nevada, out in the Midwest in El Dorado, Arkansas, down south in Norfolk, Virginia, as far north as Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and here in Waldorf County, down on Bryan's Road and Metropolitan Church Road. Father, we pray that we would hear your message. 
And we ask that you would continue to bless us and keep us, Lord. We pray that you would hear our call. So right now, Lord, prepare our hearts, prepare our minds to receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who we are. Come on, do we know he's a way maker? Come on, sing with me real quick. Way maker. Worship choir, one more time. We have rehearsal. Come on. Time, let's do Waymaker, Waymaker, and sing. lectionary selection of scriptures the lectionary writers had chosen as a primary scripture Luke 15 which tells the story of the prodigal son you may be familiar with the prodigal son it's a story about a young man who decides he's had enough. He's sick and tired. You ever been sick and tired? <laughs> sick and tired of what's happening at home. And if we look at the story on the surface, we get upset with the prodigal son. How can he just up and leave, do his daddy like that? How can he just up and just walk away from all that his father has done for him? And all of us are Bible scholars, and we, we know that the story is a representation of our relationship to God 
and how God is always forgiving. Let me say this again. I'm not looking for amen, but I, I just see how God is always forgiving. How we are not always forgiving. I'm sorry. It's about how God is always forgiving and is always calling us back. But, 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 but as I was preparing, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, we're not going to go that route. I, I, I want, I, uh, and, and, and this is, is something that, that, that touches us all. He said, have you ever thought to ask the question about why the younger son may have been so upset with his daddy? Hmm. Anybody here ever been upset with your daddy? Oh, I see some people move around you see. Anybody ever, ever been upset with, with, your, with your dad or, or your mom? See, the, 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 the Holy Spirit said, there's a lot that the Bible doesn't say about what was going on between that youngest son and his daddy. See, we only fill in the blank to make it seem like daddy was so good. What the, the first thing that I, that I noticed, bro, country, countrymen, was that there was no mama. Was, was Papa a rolling stone? And Mama got tired of Daddy and, and had to leave. It's not in the Bible. We, we don't know. Was the youngest son ticked off because all Daddy did was sent him to church but never brought him to church and sat down with him. Uh, we, 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 we like, we, we pass judgment. Listen, we pass judgment on this younger son, but we really don't know the whole story of what's going on. Psalm 32 brings everything back home. Psalm 32 reminds us that in every situation, we are in need of forgiveness and required to extend forgiveness. So as you are stepping on the toes of others, take off your shoes and step on your own toes. <clears throat> now, now this, is, this is where Sister Diane did that, that I started to get a little shaky because they had the Luke 16 scripture because they wanted us to understand forgiveness in the context of our families and relationships. What is going on in our families? What forgiveness do we need to extend to someone in our family? What is, is, is there, is, are, are there things that are happening, are there things that happen in our childhood that we have held inside for so long to the point where it is causing us to decay? It, it, is, is, is there someone that, that you needed to forgive? Is there someone that, that we need? Listen, 
in our families. This is what God wants us to look at this morning. In your families, are there things going on where there needs to be a reconciliation? Is there, is there something that's happening in you? See, because here's the thing. The devil knows how to tear us apart. We're all looking at all this craziness that's happening in the schools, and we're shocked. Oh, I can't believe it. Well, they took prayer out of the schools in the 70s. Why are we shocked that the world is inch by inch, brick by brick, pulling down how God is in our lives? We all need forgiveness. And we find ourselves in, in situations where we are quick to pass judgment on others. But today, our message tells us that if we just run back to each other, listen, y'all, run back to each other and run to God, God can restore. God can restore that relationship. And as we begin to restore our family relationships, our churches will begin to restore. As we begin to restore our church relationships, our schools will be restored. As we begin to uh, 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 restore our schools, our counties and our cities and our governments and our countries will be restored. If we have unforgiveness on our heart or if we have a spirit where we don't want to apologize. I ain't saying nothing so-and-so. <laughs> saying nothing. Do you know what she did to me? Do you know what she said to me? When we have this unforgiveness in our families, what happens is we begin to make these little cracks. Just a little bit. Boom. Ain't going to talk to me like that. Boom. The nerve, I said it, I said it. Let me give you a piece of my mind. Boom. And the enemy is slowly putting cracks, listen, into the foundation of our families. And we don't realize it. With every mean phone call, with every mean text, with every you, oh, let me, let me tell you something. Do you know what she had the nerve to say to me? You had the family reunion. Y'all went to the family reunion because grandma turned 101. Everybody's celebrating. You over there talking about your sister. And then she had the nerve enough to bring him to the cookout. What the cracks? It's what we do. I've heard it. Crack, cracks. Listen, and the enemy, he just, he just, oh, here we go. Another crack in the foundation of your family. But now, now this is where I stepped on my own toes, Sis Coger. The word of God tells us that we have to have a repentant heart. That's not only for the person that did the wrong, but for the person that was wronged. Because I found out 
In my short little time of how old am I, sweetie? 53 years? Okay. In my short little 53 years of being here, uh, that in every situation, that both parties have played a little bit of part in what has gone on. We have to have a repentant heart. It's all about keeping our families together and, and, and not allowing Satan to get a foothold. The first thing that happens is we want to hold on to the past. I like holding on to the past. I like the past. I do. I like the Archie Bunker show. <laughs> I like it was a night, it was a good show. I like the Jeffersons. In in the past. See, when we think about the past, it gives us comfort. It's familiarity. But not only do we like to hold on to the things in the past that make us happy, we like to hold on to the things in the past that have upset us. We, we, we just can't, we, we can't let it go. It, it makes us, whatever happened in the past, you get mad. It happened 30 some years ago. You get mad all over again. You say, I can't believe. You'd be sitting there at, at, at eating, eating dinner with your wife or your husband and you have a flashback and you're sitting there at, I can't believe it. Oh, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. You're sitting there thinking, thinking about what somebody did to you, some old boyfriend, some old girlfriend, somebody did years ago. But for some reason, you're just familiar with it. You just can't let it go. Why is it that we do this? It's because, it's, it's, I, I said it before, we're comfortable. We find that anger. We find whatever that is and we make a nice pillow and we lay down in it. Because here's the thing. When we can lay down in that anger, when we can lay down in that finger pointing, it helps us, like I said, forget the part that we played. The other thing we like to project the feelings about ourselves onto others. Okay, I use myself as an example. All right? I'm not a skinny person. Right? Y'all don't got to agree so quick. <laughs> Y'all took to, uh, did somebody say amen? If I, if, because I'm not, because I'm not fat, I'm just jolly. <laughs> Somebody said I was a teddy bear. I'm not going to say who it is. <laughs> teddy bear. But if that bothered me, that every time I would talk to you, I would be like, um, why are you looking at my stomach? Well, we go out to eat, and I order dessert. Why are you looking at me? Because I'm ordering dessert. You see what I'm saying? Some people just have this, this thing. Well, they are worried about themselves. They are all self-conscious about what they got going, and then they project it on you. Oh, I know you're talking about my stomach. Oh, I know you're talking about my hair. Oh, I know you're talking. About, oh, ain't nobody talking about you. Nobody's talking about you. Listen. It's a trick of the enemy. 
And so then, now, this is where the enemy gets a slam dunk. Then when you do get into a heated fellowship with your significant other, your wife, your sister, enemy in your ear. You heard that what they just said? Oh, what they was really trying to say was this. They were trying, you see, and, and you heard, you heard so, oh, you see, they, she didn't say, you see, this is, see, this is how the enemy, here we go, puts cracks. This is how the enemy puts cracks in our relationships because we, we just like walking around being just happy narcissists. What you talking about, Pat? You know, a, a narcissist is a person that thinks that the world is centered on them. Everything. Did you hear what was going on in Ukraine? Somehow they connected to what, what's happening in Ukraine. What you know, God spoke to me about five or six years ago. I knew something was going to happen to you, Ukraine. And now, oh, no, 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 no. We, we, uh, we put, narcissists put themselves in the center of everything that happens. There's a gentleman. I read in Christianity today, and you may have heard about this before. There's this thing that's called phantom limb syndrome. Sometimes when people go through medical situations, sometimes people that get injuries or sometimes people that have very serious, serious forms of diabetes or whatever the situation might be, their leg or extremity might hurt. They're, let's say their lower leg might be hurting. Or sometimes when people, um, we see it a lot when people get infected with gangrene. The gangrene takes over the lower part of the leg. And at some point, the doctors may determine that they may have to amputate the leg. Well, there was one gentleman, and I hear that this has happened more than once. It's happened a few times where the leg was infected, but the person did not want the doctor to amputate the leg. And I understand it. I, I get it. I get it. But the, but the problem was this. If the doctor didn't amputate the leg, the infection was going to spread to the rest of the body. So the person decided that they still were not going to allow the doctor to amputate the leg. And, and you think you might know where this is going, but, but he, he refuses and refuses and refuses, and the leg begins to hurt more and more and more and more. The leg begins to hurt more and more day by day, week by week, and the doctors are, are giving him medication to keep the infection back. So finally, after going, listen, listen, after going through all those weeks of pain, the doctors get permission to amputate the leg. They're rolling the gentleman out of surgery. He's sitting there in the recovery room. Doctor comes up to the, how you feeling, sir? He says this, I thought that when I went into surgery that you were going to amputate my leg. Doctor said, well, sir, we, we did. The shoulder. But the man still felt the pain 
that was in the leg. Even though the leg was gone. You see, this, this, this is what we're sharing, what I'm sharing now. In his mind, <laughs> that, that, that pain that the doctor had removed was still there. You see, God has removed pain from your life. God has removed that person or situation or that circumstance in your life where you don't have to feel that pain anymore. You see, Jesus is a healer. Uh, Jesus is a person that is, is the one that will remove all of our strife, but we have to be able to let it go ourselves. Holding on to the past. And after we have let go of the past, if we are going to heal our families, if we're going to make our relationships better, we have to know that when we get in struggles, that we can run to God, who's the hiding place. When we find ourselves in family struggles, when you find yourselves at odds with each other, with your, your children, with your sisters and your brothers, your extended relatives within, in your household, with your husband, with your wife, with your significant other. The thing that you have to do is know that you can run to God who's a hiding place. You see, it's, it's easy to blame others. And see, the thing that we, we love to do, we, used to, we, we, we love to talk about how bad we used to be. Oh, I've, heard, I, I've heard some of y'all stories. Oh, Pastor, you just don't know. They get to going like the past. Oh, Pastor, you just don't know. Back in the day, if somebody before I got saved, if somebody would have said that to me, well, well guess what? It don't seem like you've changed. Some folks around here, though, some folks, they'll walk up on you. Well, so, you know, it, but here's the thing. Y'all stop, y'all making me laugh. <laughs> That's comfort. You see, because back in your days when you were bad, it is true. Nobody would mess with you because they didn't want to get socked, cut, or stuck, or whatever we are, whatever we were doing. Nobody gonna mess with you. But here's the thing. You were drawing your power from yourself. Oh, but when you started walking with Jesus, oh, things begin to change. When you start walking with the Lord, you don't have to worry about what you can do, but it's about what God can do in you. I know you're a bad brother. I done heard all kinds of football stories and basketball stories, and I, I, I but, but now it's time for us to tell a Jesus story. Oh, look what God is doing in my life. Oh, look how God is blessing me. Oh, you know, it's okay. You know, I used to do this. I don't do that anymore. But you know what, God, you, I come out here every Wednesday and I pass out meals. Oh, that's a plug for community. Oh, I come out here and I pack backpacks. Uh, backpacks, backpacks for the children. Oh, praise God. Oh, I, you see, God is using me now. Are we willing to let go of all that and find a hiding place in Jesus Christ? We can't hide. We can't hide in the past. Our hiding place is in Christ. Our happiness will come 
when we choose to be a follower of Jesus, when we find a hiding place in God, it means that when times are tough, we run to God first. Checking account not looking good. Funds not looking good. You can run to God. In your families, and, and I'm going to keep saying this, when, when there's a problem that's happening, when there's a disagreement, there's a song that says, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry some specific things that we, and wait a minute, hold on one. All because we do not carry everything. When, when, when we take everything to God in prayer, somehow things begin to change. See, see when, when, when that, that prayer is our hiding place, uh, uh, you see, because uh, the word of God tells us that, that we can go in to our secret room and pray. Uh, we can go, we can go, and, and, and this is the place where God will show up. God is a hiding place. And so as we know that God is a hiding place and, and as we have learned to let go of the past, once we do that, then God can give us a crown of righteousness. See, repentance and forgiveness, that whole dynamic is a very complex and complicated story. Because I talked about those situations that you may have going on. And if you would be willing to share your story, if we chatted about it, you would say, I can imagine, well, Pastor, you just don't know the whole story. Meaning that there, just like I talked about that prodigal son, I, I'm, I'm sure if we talked to that prodigal son, uh, I, I'm just imagining, you know, I think it, it could be possible maybe he had some problems with his father. You know, we know that his father was a wealthy landowner. Uh, we see many times that CEOs of big companies and big uh, executives and even pastors, sometimes as they are climbing the corporate ladder, they forget about their children. If we were to interview that prodigal son and ask him about his daddy, he might tell you that, well, you know, I never was his favorite anyway. He always favored the older son. We remember the story of the prodigal son. Said that the oldest son said, oh, father, you've never made nothing for me. You see, the oldest son knew that he had influence over his father. And I'm sure that the younger son knew this as well. I bring all this to our attention to say that in every broken, every family relationship problem, there's more than what you see on the surface. 
But only when we give it over to God through prayer, through love, through, through coming together that we can take that broken situation and put it back together. On tomorrow, I have a very significant, important dentist appointment that I have to go to. Well, let me tell you the story behind that. Went to the dentist about three months ago. Dentist looks at my, everything looks good. I, I always get good reports. I'm like a little happy 12-year-old child. Go back to first lady. Oh, everything looked good. No cavity. Everything looked, you know. But on this day, they're looking around my mouth. And I and I'm, I normally like to hear, you know, oh, you know, you hear the your dentist looking and the hygienist, oh, looking good, looking good, looking good, Mr. Mason. But but I didn't hear that. I heard a uh. Oh. Uh, what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'll be back. Hygienist goes <laughs> and gets the dentist. You know, the dentist normally don't come to the end. Now, why what you doing? You're not supposed to be here yet. Turns out they saw some very fine and small hairline fractures in my tooth. So I said, okay. All right. Well, you know, and me, I'm thinking, y'all not going to take all my money behind some food. It's just, what, 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 what does that mean? They said, well, you, you have cracks in your teeth. And you don't have to do anything now, but if you don't address those cracks, if you don't address those cracks that are in your teeth, you're, you're going to have problems in the future. You see, see, we have cracks in our families. We have cracks in our, you see, you see, there are things that are staring you in your face, in your family, in your relationships, and you are ignoring them because you still think you have time. They're staring you in the face. Look, you, you, you see the crack, but, but, so, so then they showed me a picture. So now I want to be the dentist. I saw that. Look, I'm saying to myself, well, I think I see the cracks. It looks good to me. Yeah, now I'm a doctor. You see, you see, you see, see God, God, the Holy Spirit brings these situations and things to our attention, but we say, well, it'll be all right. I'll get through another day. I, I. So that was a few months ago. That was at my fall checkup. I knew about it. I forgot about it. I didn't say it in the first day. I go, I'm good. I'm good. It'll be all right. Went back to visit last month. They said, well, Mr. Mason, remember those cracks that were in your mouth from six months ago to now? Not only have the cracks gotten worse, there's food that has infiltrated your tooth and it is now beginning to decay. Oh my, so, 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 now, so, so now I'm upset at myself. So here we go, looking at myself, because the tooth 
that was cracked had a filling on it. You see, I thought, hey, see, I thought that the filling that I had was enough to keep any food out. You see, but the dentist told me, see, they put them fillings in your mouth. They don't last forever. Uh, uh, you see, I thought the thing that I was trying, you see, when we, when we rely on the world, uh, when we rely on things on the world, you see, uh, see, Jesus told us, uh, do not love the world or the things that are in the world. Uh, do not, he said you have to, you see, I was putting all my reliance on that one little filling to keep out any decay, but, but I found out that wasn't good enough. One of the things that you're relying on in your family that you, oh, you think your money is going to keep your family together? You think your job is going to keep your family together? Oh, you think the fact that you got a nice house, a nice car, a nice ride, all that stuff is going to keep you together when you're acting mean and hateful and talking people the wrong way? And oh, all that stuff is not going to keep you together. You have to have Christ. And I said, okay, what is it going to do and how much is it going to cost me? <clears throat> so I, I wasn't really worried about the cost because I had insurance. And if I didn't have the money, I know somebody that got the money that can help me do it. But my issue was with the fact that I was in that situation. See, because if I would have taken care of it at the right time, it would have been good to go. So the dentist told me, they said, here's this. What we can do is, we can give you a crown. I said, well, well can, and, and I started getting a little nervous. They said, I said, well, can you please explain this crown process? You see, the dentist says, what, what, what we're going to do is this. We're, we're, we're going to take... Uh, um, uh, everything that is bad about your tooth. Uh, uh, and we're going to uh, have, see, because there's, there's some parts of the tooth that you're not going to be able to keep. Uh, see, there's some, see, since all that decay that's inside of your tooth, you're not going to be able to hold on to that. We're going to have to drill that out. And so I went back to the dentist and, oh, my goodness, first they gave me some Novocaine, uh, bro, Alvin. Oh, my goodness. You see, that was an initial pain that I didn't like. But they gave me the Novocaine, oh, and that made it so that while they were drilling my mouth, I didn't have to feel any pain. You see, God gives us grace every day that while he is changing us, while he is helping us to get through, he's going to give you some grace Novocaine that's going to help you get through. So I sat there. I sat in that chair. I just sat in that chair. Oh, I just sat in that chair just like the, the movie Color Purple. I just sat and they began to drill and they began to drill and every now and then it would hurt. You see, while God is working on us, even though you have the grace of Novocaine, the Novocaine, there's still going to be some pains in your life. There's still going to be some struggles that you're going through. And, and, and they began to drill and they began to drill and I'm sitting there, my tooth is exposed. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And so this is what they said. You see, the crown that we're going to give you, oh, we have to send it out to get it made. But while you're waiting, oh, we're going to give you a temporary crown. See, here's the thing. While we're walking on this earth, God has given us a temporary crown that's going to hold us over. But when we get the glory, we're going to get the crown of Jesus Christ. So all I tell you, while you're down, 
around here. Yeah, if you want to come to see me out the church, I can show it. I got it in my mouth right now. Oh, if you want to look. Oh, I did brush my teeth this morning. It won't smell bad. Oh, but the thing I need you to know is while you're here on earth, God will sustain you. God will bless you. And when the time comes, you will get a crown of righteousness. And the people of God said, Amen. So maybe there's someone that's listening now. And you want to give your life to Christ. You recognize that in your relationships, in your families, maybe there's some unforgiveness. Maybe there's someone you need to reconcile with. I talked at the beginning of service Think about four people that you can invite to church. Here's the other challenge. Think of that one person you need to make up with. I, I don't know who it is, but when the Lord was speaking to me about this, he said, there's somebody in the church or on Zoom or on Facebook that needs to hear this. So I don't know who you are. I don't need you to stand. I don't need you to do nothing. On Facebook, who's that one person you need to go reconcile with? You either did them wrong or they did you wrong. Because sometimes, sometimes, I'm, uh, I'm talking about family now. I'm talking about these close relationships, Okay. Who in your family, sometimes people are too scared to come to you because they think they're going to get hit, cut, or slapped. Sometimes we have to go to them. I know they did you wrong. I, I get it. I get it. But, but we did Jesus wrong. Hey! Every time we sin, we, 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 we did Jesus wrong. But he still hung on that cross for you and me. Innocent man hung on that cross for me and you. The least we can do is pick up the phone. Hey, how you doing? Oh, all right. What you're thinking, this is what you got in your head. You don't say this, but this is passing said I should call you. Well, how, how you doing? How you doing? In your head, you're saying, I'm only doing this because the preacher said this. Well, it's not the preacher that's saying it. It's the Holy Spirit that's talking to you. And I don't mean to drag it on. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is, this is where, where the Holy Spirit has been. There's a relationship that needs to be reconciled and fixed. I'll say it again. Either you did that person wrong or they did you wrong. Let's pray. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, maybe there's someone that has heard this message today and they want to give their life to Christ. So if you don't know the Lord right now, I want you to pray the prayer of salvation with me. 
Dear Father, I know I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. Right now I accept that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died on the cross. And I will follow Jesus from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, Jesus just came into your life. We ask that you will continue connecting with us on Facebook and on Zoom. And we ask that you would allow God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit us at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.